Hello, Guardians. Welcome to Tower Casuals, the Destiny Podcast. I am your host, Corey Derrigan. Alongside me, as always, is the glass-shattering, vault-dwelling, fate-bringing, Josh Finney. That okay? Yeah, that that that's the right combination. We're, yeah, no, we're going with that. Yeah, it's time to retire the mayor of the Deepstone Crypt. I'm hanging up my suit, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be donning that hot raid jacket. Mm, I want that raid jacket Dude, in four to six first, months. It's the first time I've wanted to like actually try to get one of those jackets, <laughs> but I know I'm I not mean, going to because you I'm... have until the second reset, the second weekly reset to do it. Hmm. So, like, oh. it's possible. You don't have to do it on challenge mode. Uh, I'm very excited. That jacket is hot. It is. I'm excited to give $150 to Bungie for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's hot. It makes more sense than the parka did because, guys, I, I, I've lamented my pro- <laughs> lament. I've lamented my problems on this show about living in Texas. I have no need for jackets, really. Like, I'm only wearing a hoodie because I decided that. Well, it's 80 outside, so that's more than enough justification for me to crank the AC already. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I can actually wear the Vault of Glass one. I had no need for a furry parka. Are you sure? I'm absolutely Corey, I'm absolutely certain. If I lived somewhere in Texas, I probably wouldn't be podcasting. I heard it snowed all the time. I heard it snowed in Texas this year. (sighs) I only want to talk about that. That, That is a sore subject for Texas right now. It was awesome. It's hilarious. It was terrible. Oh, you enjoyed it. it. You liked it. The snow was up to my shins. The power went out. I lost internet, and the fire alarms went off every night. I did not enjoy it. Hmm. But I digress. Hmm. Corey. Yes. We have a new season in Destiny. We do. We started talking about it last week, but uh, we, we, got, we got some more narrative this week. Yeah, we did. We did. I, uh... It's pretty good. We got a new override mission. We did. I I got to tell you, I haven't really done any of the. Uh, so last week was a was kind of a busy week for me. Uh, right. You know, I I decided to go uh, what nine podcast or eight podcasts in nine days or something. So uh, it was something ridiculous. Yeah, and then uh, you know I was trying to get some stuff done, and then what happened? Something else happened, but. I actually played Destiny twice this week already, Josh. Twice. You did. I was with you for one of those. You were. I was trying to get hung jury, and I did. I skipped all the story stuff. I didn't even realize I didn't have the artifact yet. That's how much I skipped to -hmm. try to go chase hung jury. And I got hung jury. I thought it was a crappy roll, but you told me don't sleep on this roll. Don't don't sleep on it. We're we're gonna we're gonna get around to our hung jury rolls here we in a little are. bit. We'll talk about the weapons tonight. But I want to dive into the I want to dive into the story and the seasonal events. We didn't really talk about yeah, it last. Yeah. Let's let's talk about the story. What's happening this season, Josh? So it starts off by dumping us back on Europa, very close to where we entered the Deepstone Crypt raid. Um, drops us off up there in the um, uh, Eventide ruins, I believe is where it, it drops us right where you would go up to Reese Reborn. Uh, drops us up there. And we have Mithrax talking to us uh, over the comms. We're being told by Agor we need to go find Mithrax. So we find Mithrax. He opens this weird fucking portal in the ground when we find him. We follow him with, find him with the fallen babies, the small babies. Mm-hmm. The, he, uh, he opens up a hole in the ground. We jump through it, and we it looks like we enter Tron. Dude. It looks like a prototype of like Tron Legacy. It was so cool when you it's drop the down in there. It's the fucking coolest thing. It's like it's all like 
purples and and navy blues and like very 80s arcade like hyper. i was very upset that there was not either 80s arcade music or daft punk playing yeah where's like the the synth at you know like listen i i have bought enough microtransactions in this game that i feel like we could have gotten some daft punk licensed music for <laughs> that would have been the season. shortest retirement ever for daft punk and just like they just hey guys you want to come out of retirement and they do, retired like, the soundtrack? to be characters in the tower oh god no that's even worse Dude, that'd be phenomenal don't don't even Corey. they're celebrity actors we'll see them once and then we'll forget about them for like four years like yeah which I, which I yeah which i'm sure we'll talk about that later too yeah um, it's really cool though, you know. So Mithrax, you know, shows us how to open it up. He he's what the Fallen call a sacred splicer. Um, we've never really known what the splicers do. We know the splicers deal with technology, but we didn't know they specifically combated the Vex. Mm-hmm. And that's Mithrax's job as a sacred splicer. But he's also the Kell of the House of Light. He's trying to unite what's left of the. We're gonna start calling them Elixni. We're not gonna call them Fallen as much because. That's actually a pretty derogatory term for them. That's what we call them, but their actual name is the Elixni. Mm-hmm. It's not like the Hive or the Vex or even the Cabal. Like that's what they're called. These are Elixni. They were originally touched by the Traveler before the Traveler came to the Soul System. And what unfolds is uh, full full disclosure. It's story spoilers if you haven't started the new season yet. I believe you can do all this entire mission. Uh, line without having to have the season pass. It's when you get to weeks two and three beyond, you have to have it. Mm-hmm. They take us back to the arena uh, from Scourge of the Past where we took down Insurrection Prime. And I guarantee you the servitor we're talking to in the helm that Mithrax talks to us through is Insurrection Prime. By yeah, it, dude, you, there's... It if has it's, to be. It's so fucking massive. Dude, if it's not, then they screwed up. That's all I gotta they, say. They definitely screwed up. I mean, because the servitor doesn't talk on its own. It's just Mithrax talking through it. Yeah. But they take us back to that boss arena, and it very much looks like an Elixni ghetto in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, dealing with racism and um, uh, xenophobia and apartheid is not really something I expected to have in my shooty shooty pew pew game. Mm-mm. With aliens, nonetheless, but the beginning of this season gets off to a roaring start. Like there are factions growing within the city. Uh, Lakshmi two from the future war cult uh, has taken center stage as one of our seasonal characters, her Saint Osiris. Um, Osiris is kind of like mediating between uh, her and Mithrax. Cause she's against it. Ikora's all for it. Saint, I don't know how to feel, but he's been ordered to help the Elixir. But, or Vanguard. And this is very much to get him over his own prejudices, right? Mm -hmm. And when you do these override missions, you're hearing him talk about it. But when you're in the, when you're in the Elixir quarter, which is what they call it, uh, when you travel to that arena, you can go there at any time from home, not just for story related reasons. There's a ton of stuff to scan and I encourage everybody to scan it. Uh, In a couple weeks, I'm going to go over some of the text of what's said in there. But you hear somebody talking, her name is Sidger. Sidger Ito, more specifically. Um, It implies she is named after the legendary Awoken warrior that once wielded the Wishender bow that we get during the Shattered Throne. That Mithrax encountered Sidger at some point and they had mutual respect for one another. Um, So I, I thought that was some really cool connective tissue. 
the override missions are really cool. I continue to like how they're doing these matchmade activities. Um, Wrathborn hunts aside, uh, I feel like the ones this season pass have been far superior to what we got last year. Yeah. This is this is a better version of the Vex offensive, which I'm I'm here for, especially this week's. I think the one on the moon is way better than the one we got on Europa. Like Europa, okay, cool. That's kind of a nice warm up. Like, but there, it's just like regular boss. Like, oh, there's an immune phase. This is stupid. This time you get teleported when you take out a third of it, the boss's health, and you're like jumping across some platforms, having to shoot some confluxes, get a data spike, kill some champions. And then when you get back in, the boss is already unshielded. Yeah. That's really cool to me. Um, I think changing it up each, each week is going to be unique. And these probably will end up in a playlist like the Battlegrounds. Yeah. Once we have three of them. But we know there's going to be four of them. We don't know where the fourth one is. Uh, we know next week's is on the Tangled Shore. I kind of have a feeling the fourth one may be in the Dreaming City. Um. Or, you know, somewhere else on Europa. We know they're not above doing two on the same planet. Yeah, but uh, we kind of talked about the Dreaming City last week where we thought yeah. maybe that was a, a real possibility. Because mm-hmm. uh, Just because, like, it seems like some of the story stuff might go there anyway. So I, I think next season is definitely focusing on the yeah. Um they're, they're clearly laying the groundwork and, for the Witch Queen at this point. Yeah, and I feel like going to the Dreaming City will get people reacclimated to the space because I, like... Right. To be honest, I can't tell you the last time I was at the Dreaming City. I think I went there a couple times last year to farm some kills, and that yeah. was about it. Yeah. So, uh, but I think I think it's a really strong start to the season narratively. Um, if you're not reading the lore associated with the weapons, we're going to keep covering them on here. But I encourage you to read everything that is currently available in game. You can go to Ishtar Collective and get a lot of it. Uh, kind of be careful what you poke around with. Just read the stuff on the weapons. Don't actually read the lore entries because everything for the season is in there right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, God, just the, the team that writes the pros on the narrative team does not get enough love in this community. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, we focus on rightfully so, you know, on the cutscenes and on the story missions, on the stories to play out in raids and in strikes and dungeons. We don't talk nearly enough about the actual written lore, though, which is a damn shame. Yeah. Because um, we've gotten some of the best pros, I think, that the series has ever churned out over the last season and a half or so. Uh, whether it's the Captain's Log, it's the Guardian Games class items, which are kind of goofy, or it's the really somber uh, Survivor's Epitaph that we read last week. Uh, there, there's there's so much to love. We're we're gonna get into it, but before we do too much, Corey, let's let's go to the let's go to the twab. The twab. The twab. There's not much this week, thankfully, because we want to talk about these new weapons. Yeah. But there is just there is just enough. Um, I love the headline of this that says "Break Glass in Case of Vex." Mm-hmm. Um, and that is because by the time you are listening to this. Vault of Glass will be about 24 hours away. Yeah. If, it, if it's not already here. If you're listening to this as soon as it goes live, it'll be then the raid is probably about 24 or 36 I mean, hours. No, no offense to this episode in particular, but I kind of expect numbers to be lower this week because people are playing Vault. Right. Uh, of course. You better listen, be like though. Good... Listen. <laughs> That's right. Tell your friends. Tell your fire. Yeah. Teams. Tell your friends about Tower Casuals Destiny Podcast, the best Destiny podcast on the planet. Like, subscribe, share, rate, and review. Give us those five, five star. stars. iTunes. Smash the bell. I don't know. What do the kids say these days? 
Uh, save ten percent. I believe, I believe on... it goes to the metaverse <laughs> if we say anything else. Save ten percent on Manscaped if you. Uh... No, I'm just kidding. Oh, we are not. God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course the raid race is happening on saturday i will be participating in it with our friend friends of the show a1 johnny nerd generalist colonel panic soundless logo and mr hot cheeks uh, we will be going in and attempting the d2 version of vault very very excited for this uh, contest mode will be enabled for 24 hours it goes live at 12 p.m central standard time on saturday as soon as daily reset happens and uh you have to be 1300 power to be at the cap for all the encounters which i, I feel like for just about everybody it's definitely doable mm -hmm. uh our friend soundless logo came in at the beginning of the season last week was like 1280 and he's already at 1310 just because there's so many ingrams dropping for him by right. doing these activities yeah i mean there's uh, a lot i mean there, there's a lot there's a lot of avenues. Some of those avenues are bugged, but for him, thankfully, it doesn't matter that much. Um, now that he's at the pinnacle cap, or at the hard cap, though, it will start mattering. Mm -hmm. uh, contest mode is enabled, uh, like like we just said, but they're doing something different this time. It's not just who can clear the raid first, it's who clears the raid first, and then who clears it in challenge mode first after that. You have to clear it in contest mode in order to unlock challenge mode. Right. Um, Challenge mode will only be up for that first 24 hours as well. Mm -hmm. uh, the, whoever completes challenge mode first will get the world's first belt. But in order to do that, you'll have a set of challenges associated with that. Triumphs that will only be available that day. We don't know what those triumphs are yet. They probably are not telling us until challenge mode is unlocked. Mm -hmm. I suspect something will get pushed. And I, I almost wonder if an exotic will be made available in the wild like they typically tend to do. Mm-hmm with a raid um completing each encounter in the new challenge mode while also finishing a curated list of triumphs we have a fire team crosses the finish line to remove the guesswork in challenge mode your team will wipe if you fail the conditions of the triumph during the encounter i'm very curious to see what this is uh we have not decided if we're going to go through challenge mode yet uh, it kind of depends on how we feel about that first run through vaults, how long it takes us, how well we're syncing up as a team, and if we really want to torture ourselves with being handicapped. Um, if not, we're going to wait for master mode at the end of the summer. Mm -hmm. um, there is one other note, though, regarding the rain. This is, this is a problem for me. For those of you who do not know, there is a new Hunter Exotic this season. New legs. Everybody got new pants this season. The Star Eater Scales. I <clears throat> was not going to pay much attention to these, but what they do is they give you an extra 60% damage on your super. Uh, well, not just on your super, but on your, your weapon damage. You're supposed to get it afterwards. Well, there is a bug that if you are running bottom tree tethers, each arrow that you fire into an enemy, each arrow that you su subsequently hit will stack. Mm -hmm. And then you get your weapon damage on top of all that. It was boosting weapon damage not by 60%, but by about 130. Which is insane. Which is insane after you've already had all those arrows dump in. So imagine somebody like me coming in with lasting impression rockets, which are already overpowered, and hitting that. Mm -hmm. Or hitting it continuously with Xenophage or even Divinity. Like, you know, stacking all these buff. It's, it, it's going to create a problem. And here's my issue. They just told us today they're going to disable them for the first 24 hours of Vault. So for contest mode. Because uh, this is where I t this is where I take a little bit of offense. 
We don't want hunters to take this race like they did Guardian Games, so we're putting the exotic on a timeout. Mm-hmm. Listen, it's a race for Worlds First. This is not nearly as broken as Jotun was a few years ago during Garden of Salvation. Right. Uh, when it was discovered Jotun could, like, two-hit a boss. Right. Uh, and they had to nerf that for the first 24 hours. Which, I mean, honestly, who really would normally take Jotun into a raid? Nobody. Nobody. Not even me. Not even the Jotun Toten Mayor of the Deepstone Crypt is going to take that into a raid. Right. But... You could. That'd be cool. And I understand, like, you you want the encounters to be done legitimate, but it's like, we've already cleared this raid before. I think the more fair thing would be to allow it to be enabled, but if you go into challenge mode, it disables. Yeah. I I think that would be the more healthy one, because that's really the world's first race, right? You're right. Like, cool. So wait, you you have to, for world's first, not to cut you off, but for world's first, you have to do the regular version and then challenge mode, right? Yes. Challenge mode will only unlock once you've done it. Right. Okay. uh, On regular. Yes. Okay. Um, And they've clarified, you know, if people have to drop out because, uh, you know, it's gone on too long or whatever, you can have a reserve. You only have to have one person in that fire team who has completed all of the challenge mode triumphs in order to get worlds first. Right. That's they can never have left though. Yeah. To my knowledge, they can never have left the fire team. Yeah. So I, I'm curious to see how long it takes to get worlds first. I my over under is ten hours. Yeah. For somebody to cross that finish line because I, you're going well, to see I'm finishes expe- within about three hours of the regular one. See, I think you're going to see finishes within like under two hours, I feel like, especially like pe- teams who have run it before, right? So, I mean, I, I do know that like some of the stuff is. I know the, the room where you, nobody can stand on the ledge anymore and let one person run around at the bottom. I know that they kind of took that out at the end of D1. Yeah, when they so brought them all we're, forward, we're waiting to see because if if that is not nerfed, if that ledge is still there and uh, the or so the biggest thing is are the oracles still in the same position? Right, that's true too. Um, if the oracles are in the same position, then yeah, that's that's gonna and you can stand on the ledge. That's gonna be cake. Um, well, you don't know. You, if, you don't know if the, the gorgons are in the same place either in the maze. Like you don't know. I would guarantee you the gorgons are in the same place. So as far yeah. as I know, they largely brought over the same rate as it was in Destiny One, as it was at the end of Year Three. Right. But they said they've updated it for Destiny Two weapon and super damage to compensate for some of the abilities. Right. Because you, um, you don't have know that. Well, you don't have like self res for like there, there's the supers are all different. I mean, so for me, I think it's already harder because you only have one revive token per person. Mm-hmm. You can no longer sit there and chain revive everybody. Right. Um, you don't, like you said, you don't have a self-res to bail you out of something. I think that alone makes it a bit more difficult, but Vault was never super mechanic heavy. Right. And you can't really, like, cheese it who's was going through rate. with the relic either, right? At no, the end? No. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, you, you can't cheese through with it. Uh, but, I mean, we have tools like Divinity we didn't have before. We've got, you know, we've got more powerful supers, like you said, because supers used to be useless on Atheon. Yeah. Um, it was all about sniper damage, really, because you wanted to hit that crit spot. Yeah, you wanted Now to... I almost wonder, like, how good would Chaos Reach be on it? Right, because I remember running Bubble, and everybody was like, get your, yeah. get your snipers out. And uh, Titan runs uh, Weapons of Light, and, mm-hmm. you know, we just take them out, but... So I mean, you you have that, and so some of the tri- so some of the triumphs for the seal have come out because they're listed on like GG. There are nine chests in the raid now. Ooh. 
there there are five encounter chests and there are four secret chests. Um, previously, Vault only had two, so we're kind of trying to figure out because I assume those two are going to say stay in the same spots. Wait, so They're what are well hidden? What are the encounters? Do they count that the the get unlocking the vault as an encounter now? I don't, I don't, I do not know if they do. My money is that is counted as an encounter. So the encounters seem to be, it seems to be that there's six encounters the way they list it, but only five of them will drop chests because the Gorgon maze does not count as an encounter. Mm. But I, forming the spire outside is definitely an encounter. I could see them not giving you a chest for that, similar to the Sparrow race at the beginning of Deepstone. Right. And instead, they hide a secret chest out there or just inside the vault. Like, a secret chest. Mm-hmm. Like, in Deepstone, you pretty much have to be an idiot to miss the one on the spacewalk. Right. You literally have to be blind to not see it. Like, even Helen Keller, I think, is going to find it. Ooh, that's... <laughs> but, like, dead serious. Like, you, you literally, like, people are going to be telling you exactly where it is. You cannot miss it. You yeah. cannot proceed without passing go and collecting two hundred dollars. Yeah, there is no scenario in which you missed that. Like you can't even get pulled forward in that encounter. So I imagine it'll be something like that, like just inside the vault door or something. Right. Um, which will be great for people who want to come in and like just get that first drop every week. But it lists confluxes, oracles. Templar, Gatekeeper, and Atheon all as encounters. I suspect those are your five Ooh, drops. I forgot about the Gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. I suspect those are your five drops right yeah. there. Yeah, that makes total sense. Because I had been wondering, like, oh my god, are they going yeah, to chain Conflexes, Oracles, and Templar all into one? Because that's how it was in Destiny 1. Yeah, I forgot about the Gatekeeper that that was an encounter. So that, I, I was trying to think of the, the five mm-hmm. or six encounters. I'm like, what is the sixth encounter? So I would wager that one of the chests, it will be one that's like just inside the door of the vault. Like, yeah. hey, congratulations, you didn't have to do anything extra to find this. Yeah. Uh, one is after you drop down after the Templar. Right. Um, if you go down, the, you know, the different way. Yeah. Uh, one is in the Gorgon maze. And then I suspect the other one will be before you get to the throne room. It'll be hidden. They'll have like some jumping I, area. Well, to to. I wonder if like, you know, that jumping puzzle on the way down where the platforms is I wonder if you have to take the sleeper stimulant jumping puzzle. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Is like what if you had to do that to get the, the secret chest. chest? Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of wonder like I, I it's got to be out there and I think it's going to mm-hmm. be an obvious one that's just like hard for you to get to. Yeah. Like kind of taunt you with it a little bit. But Vault is very lin as far as a raid goes, Vault is very linear. Mhm. Well, you got to um, think about it. It's their first raid. It's their first oh, yeah. attempt no, no, at a no. raid. It's funny. It's the first raid that was released. It was actually the second one designed. Crota's End was actually designed before. Yeah. So I find that kind of amusing. Uh, but I really do think that this, with the world's first system, with how they're adding extra chests, there's collectibles to find in the raid now. There's like 10 to 12 scannable items or pick up pickupable items in there that are tied to the seal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what that's all about. Kind of curious on that, too. Uh, nobody really knows. I mean, maybe it's dead ghosts. I, I feel like it's all going to be lore relating to uh, to Prey Death and his fire team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's a lot of really cool things you can do here. I think this is definitely a testing ground for if we bring back Crota, if we bring back King's Fall. Like, if Vault is successful and they've done it during a season when you're fighting uh, and you're doing a Vex storyline, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 
what if in the future we get them that they drop Crota or um, Oryx for a, a hive-themed season? Yeah. Especially in Witch Queen, when you're going to be dealing with so much that, like, in Beyond Light, we've dealt with a ton of Fallen and Vex stuff. You know, mm-hmm. what if they were to give those to us next year? Yeah. In addition to a Witch Queen raid. Right. And, man, who did I see? I, I know we've been talking about a little bit how it would make sense to make Crota a three-man dungeon. But I, I, a lot I, of people have been less talking less and about less convinced that they're going to do it. Yeah, but I've seen more and more people talk about it is the thing. Uh, people, people are they're asking they're just asking for it they really want it i i almost wonder if bungie has said something in some of these digital community summits they've done with like big name content creators yeah i almost wonder if they've let something slip because uh they did say something about the bolt system to them before it actually happened and somebody confirmed it after we're like yeah well they told us all this stuff blah 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 mm-hmm. so uh, the game with us has become trying to figure out where the champions are going to spawn at. So it's a given they're going to throw champions at you while you're forming the spire. Right. That's all but a given. And I suspect that they'll be overload or unstoppables. They will not be barrier. Um, oh God, unstoppable Praetorians, man. Um, the, they'll do that. I suspect there will be some possibly during confluxes. And I think during gatekeeper. Um, I do not think, for the record, that they will put them on um, Atheon. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think they'll throw champions at us in the middle of a raid boss because there's there's too much left to chance at that point. Yeah. Um, that's just because at first I was like, oh shit! Like now on master mode, I guarantee you there will be champions when you get teleported to Venus or Mars, guaranteed. Yeah, I feel like yeah. <laughs> in challenge, I, you're talking about challenge mode, right? You said in challenge yeah. mode. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. There's got because like, that part not, is not like, challenge mode. Uh, master mode when it comes later this summer. Oh, master, master mode okay. and challenge mode are two different things. Yeah, challenge mode is something that will only ever be up for the first 24 hours. Yeah, because it has a curated list of triumphs, um, and they are not the ones we found in the API that are related to master mode. Uh, we talked about some of those last week, I believe. Yeah, but. I think this is really cool. Uh, I would love to see. We're talking about three man dungeon. Bring back, pr- bring back the Prison of Elder Skowas encounter. Dude, have us take I would, out a few bosses I, on the way to Skowas. Man, just make it a dungeon. Don't even make it an event. Don't make it a horde mode. Make before that a you, dungeon. Before you uh, joined me and Mitch the other night, we were talking about how much we kind of. I mean, this would be a different type of prison, but like we were talking about how much we missed prison just because it was like an easy thing to jump into and and not kind of, you know, you felt like you were accomplishing something, but it was really just kind of dumb, you know? Uh, Right. I, I love prison of elders. I thought it was one of the most fun things in destiny one, but I know I'm in the minority. I think it was really good with the right people. Yeah. So, oh man, that's cool. Awesome encounter, though. Mm. Dude, God. I've never been more scared in a Destiny encounter. I've never run in circles Dude, more. It, it was harder than any raid I've ever done. It was harder than anything we've I, ever I done. I won't say it's harder than any raid, because uh, both Last Wish and Garden are just fucking brutal. Yeah, I mean, um, I've, I've not, I haven't run those raids at all. But so. let me tell you something. That is, to me, that is by far the hardest Destiny 1 content. Is yeah. Doing that before the Taken King came out was the hardest thing I've ever done in that game. Yeah. After Taken King, it was a joke. 
Well, yeah, because they, I mean, they, they didn't bring up the light level because yeah. it was, you know, year one content. And then they changed, remember when they changed all the light stuff and, I do. oh man, if dude, if you didn't get the boots from Crota, you could, you, there was no way you could do that. Right. Cause it's like, terrible. I, oh. I can't tell you how many times I had to run in circles doing revives oh. and just oh. like turning around and shooting him with a couple of like rounds out of whatever gun i only remember oh. what guns i used on that i'm sure i, I think go look it up but. what was what was the light level at the time like they, they they did it really weird where like light level stacked on top of your level at that time uh and like i don't it, remember i think yeah. the, i think it was like oh, the max light. Like, it was like 36 and we were yeah. like 34 or something. yeah it was 36 and me and my friend were 36 and we were bringing our one friend because we were all trying to do the moments of triumph stuff yeah mm-hmm. before the year ended and it was the last thing that that we yep. needed to do. It was the last thing my our friend needed to do. He was a level thirty three. I did it at level thirty four, I think. Yeah. Um, both it, me and uh, Mr. Hot Cheeks ran it with a friend of ours, Chris, and mm-hmm. Chris was the only one that was of level. He's the only one who had completed it, or so he claimed. I still don't know if he actually had that completion. <laughs> There's a lot but, of people that claim things that they did in Destiny, and then you oh, get in man. there, you was, in there and you're brutal. like, you're like, what, huh? He he was dead the entire encounter because he died like just off the path mm-hmm. we were running on, and I yeah. couldn't divert to grab him. And you can't you can't divert because like somebody's probably got the poison, uh, yep. Yep. Uh, you know, debuff and whatever, and it's like, oh my god, get get out of my we, way. We were <laughs> we were swapping constantly. Um, it was bad. It was real bad. Oh, but. Man. Yeah, we got it. I think it took us like thirty minutes to do it because we were just running in circles the whole time. Yeah, it, it was it was bad. Like, yeah. Uh, some other things here in the Schwab. Uh, there are some Bungie rewards if you plan on doing this in the first couple weeks. There's some cool things you can earn if you do it in the first weekend. You can get that Vault of Glass raid ring. I actually think this looks a lot better than the raid ring they did last summer. Yeah. Still not spending money on this, but I think it looks cool. Um, I'm absolutely getting the jacket. Jacket is up through, uh, if you clear it before June 1st at reset, mm-hmm. uh, you can get the jacket. So There's an all season. Can we run through it at some point next week or so after you guys do it? Yeah. Just because, like, I you, know you I'm not... You tell me when you're free, and I'll find time to do it. Well, I'm going to be free every night except for Thursday night next week, so... We, and Sunday we, night. We will do it. We will, I really want to get this seal, too. Yeah. I want to earn the seal. Uh, the title is Fatebreaker. I really like it. That's awesome. It is awesome. The The symbol for it is the vault. Yeah, it looks cool. I like the art print you can get. Joe and I have already talked about that. We both really want to get it. Uh, the Raise a Glass emblem is up for yeah. grabs, too. That is the world's first emblem. Yeah. Or, excuse me, challenge mode completion. That is the only way you get a day one emblem is if you complete challenge mode. You mm-hmm. will not get one if you get a normal completion. Yeah. So, and I, I think that that is in response to people screaming that too many people had the Deepstone Crypt one. Mm-hmm. Which, who cares? It's an emblem. Most of us are going to take it off right away anyways. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're going to wear it for like the first couple weeks, like before everybody's done all the raids and they're going to be, Oh, look at that guy. He's so cool. Like, yeah, look at me. I do <laughs> wish there was a special emblem for if you had cleared vault in destiny one before destiny two came out, like they could somehow go through your profile. And when you clear it in D two, you get a special emblem. I mean, theoretically they can, cause they did the, like mul- an infinity the... symbol or something. Well, like, they, they, I... they did the, the thing at the beginning of destiny two. Remember when they were like showing you I all do. of your things? I, I do, I do. I would love to. I, so I know they'll never do this because the logistics just will never work. 
I would love for when you walk into Ation's throne room, you see the world's first fire team fighting him in the background. Yeah, from Destiny because, One. Yeah, because we're just stuck in a time loop. Yeah. Uh, I've I've thought I've always thought that would be really cool. Um, yeah. Ever since I've actually been thinking about that, if they ever brought old raids back be- because of the cutscene from Osiris, the mm-hmm. Osiris DLC, where you know he freezes the vault. And like you're you're seeing a fire team in the vault, and he just freezes it, which was awesome. Or like show a, show like pray this team fighting. Yeah, like where they felt like, and I like these are just pipe dreams because like the logistics of that just don't work. Um, I, I'd love to see something like that. Like um, I don't know, like if you fight uh, Oryx again, like the the world's first team is like fighting him in the ascendant realm. Yeah. God, that'd be so cool. Or something like you can only see them if you're the runner, but conversely, like you can see their runner like all the time. Yeah, the, oh my gosh, I don't know. So like, cool. There's there's cool things you could do that would just confuse everybody. I think they'd be cool for about five minutes, and then be like, oh my god, those are really cool lore implications. And then like, oh my god, this is really annoying. Can I turn this off? Yeah, that'd be really cool though. It'd be cool if there was like an option of like, hey, there's stuff in here that could like. It's cool lore wise, but if you don't want to see it, you can right. turn it off. Type thing. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that once they make the transition to next gen fully, they might be able to do something like that. But yeah, I don't suspect that'll be for a while. Uh, Corey, let's talk about some crossplay. Yeah, let's let's do it. Crossplay. We have a crossplay beta coming next week. Corey. Yeah, we do. A proper one. Yeah, instead of the uh, you know the <laughs> instead of the one accidental that one from last broke week. Broke the entire game. Uh. uh May 25th to May 27th, next weekend, uh, a unique Vanguard playlist. Uh, not even next weekend, just sometime next week. I thought it was next weekend. The 25th is really soon. It's uh, Monday. That's, that's Tuesday. Tuesday. I, I'm wrong. Tuesday to Thursday is uh, is the cross-play beta. You get a special emblem if you participate in this. You have to complete three strikes in the cross-play playlist. Hmm. And it's a pretty cool-looking emblem, if I do say so myself. Is it a uh, is, so it an, is it a X? Is it a is it an X in a triangle and a mouse from a PC? <laughs> it is not, but it does look really cool. Uh, it's restricted to this match made activity. You cannot form fire teams yet. That's going to come later in the summer, I believe. Uh, they're specifically targeting targeting matchmaking right now. Yeah, I mean that makes sense, right? Right. That makes perfect sense to me. I don't have a problem with this. There's way worse things that I gotta be spending my time on. Uh, there is a hot fix coming out on Tuesday, uh, which will uh, fix some of the pinnacle drops that have not been dropping, namely the one from the Splicer Servitors Weekly Challenge and the Presage Activity. Um, there is oh, there was one other thing I was going to bring up. Uh, don't. I guess they've already addressed that. Um, something big for Iron Banner, though. Um, I know by the time you listen to this, Iron Banner will be about halfway over. The only way that you can get the shotgun or the LMG currently is by doing the Iron Banner quest. Oh um, God, dude, they, quest. They will not have that patched until next Iron Banner, unfortunately. Uh, they're still trying to figure out exactly what's causing that to happen. But there are people who have turned in like thousands of tokens who were unaware. So don't be that person. Uh, don't be that guy. Don't or, be that or lady. Guy. Yeah. the The solution was, oh, just go do it on all three characters. Let me tell you something. I had a bad enough time doing it on my hunter because I don't know if you guys know, we don't have many void abilities. 
That's not and true. And Arkstaff is <laughs> basically useless with stasis. So 10 arc or void abilities was more of a nightmare than I care to admit. <laughs> Did not have a horrible time on the snipes, surprisingly. <laughs> for me, it was camping the heavy for the LMG kills and uh, the melee kills, too. Oh, melee dude, kills a little rough. I, I tried to play some Iron Banner last night, dude, and I just, I was... I mean, I was I wasn't like trying too hard, but also I was just like, man, why why is this suck so hard? I can't, dude, stasis and shotgun still all the time. I've encountered a lot less shotguns. I will say that I genuinely have no no bullshit. Uh, just like I I mean I I, only I, play, I still I only think played it about, desperately needs a rework, but uh, yeah, I only played I about five matches last night, mind you, but still. I was just like I was really kind of annoyed because I was I was just doing this quest because I'm like man I kind of want the shotgun. Uh, I did end up getting the uh, sniper rifle, uh, which looks cool, but I didn't get a good roll, so I just kind of infused it into something. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. I'm just maybe I'm just. I mean, I know I'm not great at PvP, but maybe I just really suck at PvP. You know what I mean? Like maybe I just like right. Maybe I just suck. I mean, and Iron Banner brings out the worst of people. Like, I hate that there are specific objectives tied to you that team progress is not counted towards. I think that would make it a lot easier to... Now, the downside is, then you have a ton of people who just never want to touch it, right? They tried this, I think, in Season of Opulence. Yeah. So, I I don't know. It's kind of a catch-22. Like, I like that there's a quest. I like that you get some rewards at the end. You get the armor set. You get get one drop of all four of the new weapons. You get a new shader at the end, which I actually really like the shader. But the Iron Banner, like we talked about a few weeks ago, we talked about it while you were on break, desperately needs a rework. Uh, Most, uh, all of Crucible does. Not even most, but like all of it does. Mm -hmm. And hopefully, hopefully, hopefully that will be a centerpiece of their Witch Queen reveal. Yeah. But we're gonna we're gonna move on from the chalk boy. Okay, let's do it. We're gonna move on. We're gonna move on to our main topic this week, which is some of these new weapons of war we've been getting. Yeah. Get you know, some... we we've had all sorts of stuff come come here from from new splicer weapons to an entire armory from the future war cult to the class swords from year one, uh, and beyond. There have been you know, new banner weapons. We're getting six or seven weapons, including Vex Mythoclast dropping with Vault on Saturday. There's so much that they've added. Like, this is how a season should feel. This and Chosen is how it should feel in terms of new weapons. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. I, I've gotten quite a few, actually, just within the, uh, you know, couple right. couple sessions that I've played this week. Uh, obviously, Hung Jury is the big one. Uh, that hung jury is the big one. Let's go. Let, let's get the big daddy out of the way. Hung yeah, jury. I, dude, I love this gun. I, I know my perks aren't great, uh, but you said they're good for PVE. I, I like your role personally. I think it's actually, I think it's good for PVP. Let me specifically see. a momentum control. I think it's going to be really good for you. Let me see. What, I just want to make sure everybody knows what perks I have on it. I have a uh, box breathing and subsistence. So, uh, mm-hmm. uh, box breathing was one that I didn't really have an idea of what it was. Uh, aiming this weapon for a short period without firing grants bonus range and precision damage that resets after firing. Uh, you said the only thing about this one is that you would have to kind of camp a lane a little bit to use uh, this. I, I think in a, I think in a game mode like momentum control, it'll be good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, momentum control, I can see it being in trials. 
but I don't know. I'm not a. I'm not good at PvP, so what do I know? Um, mm-hmm. I personally don't think that's a role to sleep on. I think it's worth at least taking it and trying out. Yeah. Scouts are just kind of in a funky place altogether right now because they're either they, you got one that's like super overpowered mm-hmm. in Dead Man's, and then you've got the rest that are like kind of underperforming. But like I run Night Watch in a lot of things. Yeah. I run Trustee in a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, both of those are going with me to Vault. Hung jury's going. I'm taking. I'm taking four scout rifles with me to Vault of Glass. I mean, you might as well. Three primary, one energy. I mean, trusty is, you know, it's awesome. I like trusty because you know it's, it's full auto. Dead man's. Uh, I'm planning to use dead man's on oracles. Yeah. Because you I, only have to. You only have to aim down sights with that thing. Yeah. I. Uh, my trusty is definitely a PVE trusty, but that's fine with me. Mine is as well. I got. Uh, I mean, I have Zen moment. Uh, and, and then I, I also have Eye of the Storm. So, I mean, it's not a great one. I, uh, I have Redirection on mine, mm-hmm. uh, which is really good. Like It, it just it creates stacks, and mm-hmm. then when you fire it at a heavy enemy, it takes it up. So that's good. I'm hoping it works on the Oracles. Yeah. But So I, I've been running that. I like Hung Jury a lot, though. Mm-hmm. I have uh, I don't have like an, an amazing role on mine. Uh, currently, what I'm running on my Hung Jury is... And get to pull up here. Uh, heating up and wellspring. So heating up is my favorite new perk of the season right now. Um, what is final that? blows increase accuracy and stability while improving vertical recoil? Um, I've been running down on a sidearm on the seasonal sidearm, which I'm going to get to as my next pick. But this is amazing on a gun that kicks a lot, mm. like a sidearm. Yeah. Uh, or a, I could see it being good on a sniper. Um, and then Wellspring. So Wellspring, I think, works a lot better for character. So, for instance, Warlocks with Wellspring, I think this is a great pick for them because that's helping them get their uh, abilities back quicker. If you don't know, Wellspring kills with this weapon generate ability energy. The energy is divided between your uncharged abilities. I was actually having a lot of luck with Stasis in this gun. Oh, really? I constantly had Shurikens that I was throwing out. Shurikens, Dodges, uh I was doing really good in Iron Banner with this. I was doing good in PvP or PvE with it. Uh, I like it. It's, it's a 180 scout though, and they're just they're kind of in a weird place right now. I, I feel because Night Watch is a 200. Yeah, that's why that's why it works a little bit better. Dead Man's though is a 120. Yeah. So, and, I, and uh, Trustee I believe is a 200 as well. Yeah, I think it's a 200. It's a 260. Oh, Trustee God. is a 260. It's like, um, oh, God, what was... Randy's throwing knife. That's what it's like. God, Randy's uh, throwing knife. God. God, I miss Randy so much. <laughs> uh, we, we have a buddy, Max, who used to invade with that exclusively. Wow. Uh, it was really, really good for him. Like, nobody ever expected it. Hmm. That's funny. Let's see. So, but my, my first pick, I guess, that's not hung jury is uh of course sidearm i was just talking about uh that is not my sidearm we actually okay uh farewell is the it's the splicer sidearm uh like i said i've got it with uh i've got it with heating up and frenzy Ooh. i did not expect to like frenzy on a sidearm because this sidearm actually has a pretty decent amount of kick to it but with heating up it's not quite as bad and then I slapped a counterbalance stock on it as well, so it's almost like a laser when I go shooting it. I'm just dumping shots into people. 
Uh, I like it a lot. It, it's pretty decent, I guess. Uh, I think Frenzy with that really helps a lot, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Flare to Magwell also uh, increases the, you know, that stability and that uh, reload speed. Uh, what's the map? I have a, a stability masterwork on it, too, like on top of all of that. So it's, it's definitely good. Uh, it, it's for sure a good gun. Uh, I like it a lot. And I've seen a lot of other people be talking about it. Uh, Corey, what is your what's your next pick? Um, let's see. Weapon that you're really enjoying this I, season. I'm actually really enjoying the ignition code, which is the okay. the primary uh, grenade launcher. That, yeah, it's the, that's the splicer one, not yeah. the Vanguard one. Correct? No, it's the splicer one. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got a uh, demolitionist on it. And, oh, for, I mean, for a Titan, that's great. Yeah, and it's dude, it's awesome. Pair uh, that with uh, ashes to assets. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, also, what's the, uh, what's the unsto- is it unstoppable uh, breach loaders that we have right now? Yeah. Or unstoppable grenade launchers? Period. I don't think it even has to be breach loaders. Yeah, it's uh, okay. yeah, and uh, I I also got a uh, lead from gold, which is uh, picking up heavy ammo, so grants oh, ammo yeah. to this weapon. So yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's awesome. I I got I also got implosion rounds on it, which is. Pfft, I'm glad you like those because I've never been able to get the hang of any of them except for Mountaintop. I think it even just, that was kind of just like point name. You didn't even have to be good. I think it just plays to my play style where I just run in and kind yeah. of go and like, I, look, I'm stupid. I think, I think a role like that really plays to a Titan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Literally the breach and clear class. I mean, you might want to ask A1 Johnny, but I really feel like you could actually build a, a decent Titan build around something like this. Uh, you can you can and you should yeah so i'm i'm really enjoying this weapon uh especially when i'm uh running strikes and you know people aren't are just standing there shooting the boss and not ad clearing anybody you know like Mm -hmm. it's just like come on guys i guess i'll shoot the ads and so but it's it's awesome i love it (laughs) i guess i'll do my job yeah (laughs) it's awesome though Uh, i love it my my next pick is uh, the new Splicer Auto. Right, there's a running theme here. The Splicer weapons are really fucking good, y'all. Yeah, guys, uh, you should check them yeah. out. Splicer Auto Rifle, though, Chroma Rush. I don't quite have the roll I want on this yet, even though it is a really good roll. Um, I have Dynamic Sway and Rampage on mine, mm-hmm. um, which I mean, it's pretty close to the roll that I w- would say that I want. Um, I really, really, really like this gun. Yeah. Uh, this this is a lot of fun. It is a 720 though, and the last 720 I tried to use was Misfit, and it never went well for me ever. But this thing is a fucking monster in both PvP and PVE. Uh, the role I have, I think, specifically is better for ad clearing mm-hmm. than PvP. But I mean, I'm still I can still get a double or a triple off in one clip. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's really cool. I like it. It's a rapid fire frame. Uh, big, 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 big fan. I would like. I, I think with Rampage, that's one of the better ones. Uh, I'd also like either tap the trigger or kill clip, especially with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I could dig either one of those. Um, I think those are the main ones. Like di- I like dynamic sway on a lot of things. I, I run out of my SMGs, and it tends to be really, really good. Uh, especially on my Icolos. Yeah. 
but I cannot emphasize this enough. Like, if it's a slicer weapon, you should probably go get it. Yeah. Because chances are, it's really, really good. Yeah. So. All right. Do you have another weapon for us, Corey? Yeah, I, uh... So I got the Iron Banner, uh, uh, sniper rifle. Mm -hmm. The occluded finality. I don't, I don't really care for it. Uh, I did get opening shot on it and I did get no distractions on it. Uh, so that was cool, but I don't really, I don't really care for it. It's got really high recoil and and I'm not good enough with sniper rifles just to, you know, hang in there and shoot somebody maybe once or get a second shot off, you know, but Mm -hmm. I did get a great roll on it. Uh, so I'll play around with it, but it, it, I got a great roll on it. So we'll see. Yeah. I, I don't hate the iron banner sniper. Um, I definitely already rolled mine into something else. Mm -hmm. Uh, once I got done with my initial, run if i'm gonna run a sniper i prefer just to go run my succession that i got from Deepstone. yeah um, but that's very much a personal decision and not something that i'm like oh it's a piece of shit gun like no it's actually pretty good i'm just not good at all with snipers i'm really bad with snipers yeah my favorite post i saw this week though was uh bungie i don't understand why i'm not getting progress for sniper kills i'm getting all my kills with fell winners lie I thought it was funny. I did get the best snipe of my entire life across Destiny or Halo. Uh, last night we were playing, or yesterday afternoon we were playing Iron Banner, and I, I literally had to stop and hit the record button because I was sniping and I had one shot left. And this dude saw me. I missed a. Sh- oh, I had two shots. I missed a shot on him, and he activated his super, and it was spectral blades, and he dove at me. Mm-hmm. I quick scoped, and right as he hit the button to slash me, I popped him in the face. Wow! So he died instantly. Like I didn't have Vorpal on it or anything. He just died. Ah, uh, it was the closest thing to an act of God I think I've ever seen in a crucible match. That's awesome. It was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. I am the world's worst sniper. I felt really good about it afterwards and was promptly told it was not that impressive. So I stopped being happy. Well, it's impressive to me, Josh, if that makes you feel better. Thanks man. I appreciate you. Hmm. I got a, I got, I got one final weapon I want to talk about right now. Right. Right, I'm going to, I'm going to have some more next week. I want to talk about some vault weapons next week. Obviously things that we get from there or that I get from activities. Grid skipper, this pulse rifle, it is a void pulse. Again, from the splicers, it's a uh, it's a 540. Uh, though pulse rifles are perpetually again in a very weird place. Like I like using Last Perdition. Last Perdition is a 390. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones that I like. Um, God, I've had to put so many of my pulse rifles up, or they all got sunset. Frankly, um, I used to really love Blast Furnace. Uh, I'm, sure, I'm looking in my uh, vault right now to see if I still have it. Uh, Vouchsafe, uh, well, that's that's a scout. Never mind. Um, Stars and Shadow is another one. That's a 340. Um, nah, I can't. I can't find it. I think my whew, my beloved Blast Furnace may have been deleted. Uh oh. Yeah, not too thrilled about that. Oh, oh no, I'm looking at the wrong one. Uh, it's a uh, it's a primary. <laughs> there we go. Ooh, 
Ooh, I was a little scared there. Where's my blast furnace? Blast furnace is a four. Blast furnace is a four fifty. Um, so this thing fires really, really, really quickly. Though. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Ooh. It, it's a great gun, but uh, it's a little much. I mean, like, so I've I've been running messenger um pretty off and on since I got it early last season. There is just... I don't think there's anything that really compares to it. This is a pretty rapid-fire pulse, and that's not a bad thing by any means. Like I want to I wanna make that really, really clear. The... At least to me it is. Uh, Time Worn Spire is another one it, it, that it matches up against. Uh, that's a 540 as well. But Grid Skipper just like immediately feels so good when you use it. Uh, the the role I ended up with was Killing Wind and Frenzy, so not a huge fan of Killing Wind, frankly. Yeah. Um, for a gun that already had like really good stats on it, um, and I have a Reload Masterwork, so I I don't know. I like I like Frenzy though on this gun because I'm usually uh, I'm usually a little bit of waste when I'm using a pulse, but I like running pulses, especially on more difficult content. Yeah. The, again, this is a this is something I keep coming back to. I hate that some of these guns I really like are energy slot weapons and are not primaries. I know. I get that all the time. If Trusty was a primary, I'd be running it all the time in high-end content, but I can't because I'm usually running Divinity. Now, does that say something about the quality of the energy weapons, or does that say something about the, you know, how not great the primary weapons are? I think it's a bit of both. I think primary is a little bit harder to balance. Um... Because, I mean, I can't tell you that at the same time, the relief I have that some of these are tied to elements, and I go in to do a Master Nightfall or something. Yeah. And you got match game, and God, dude, two hits from Trustee, and those solar shields are popped. Yeah. If you even need that, and then you're usually just still dumping into them, killing the enemies. Um, the problem with a lot of primaries I've found is I feel like a lot of them, uh, a lot of the really good ones are tied to high-end content. And that's right. why I really, really appreciate the splicer weapons uh this season or you know, you're, you're running an exotic in there or something like that like mm-hmm. uh do we you know we got all the deep stone weapons but like i'm looking at my vault right now and so many of the weapons i have in here are from pvp or they're from deep stone or last season or this season and that's not just because of the sun setting like it's just genuinely across the board like that's what i've got i mean the weapons I'm typically I th- running a scout i feel like the, an honor. i feel like the weapons have got significantly better this last year like you know i i, I mean i know i wasn't they have they have you know like really i mean i was paying attention but not really the last you know really honestly until we i haven't i started paying attention more when we started this show right like i mean right it the weapons just feel better i know what to look for i know where to go to get them you know what i mean like it just feels i don't know maybe that's just a me thing but i just feel like maybe that's just a destiny thing and they make it more clear of where to go to get these things I, uh, I I like that, though, because I'm definitely a big fan of how they've tried to inject some life into Iron Banner, for example. Yeah. Uh, there are four new Iron Banner weapons this season. They've done two for each of the last couple of seasons. The, the pool has almost been completely different than what it was even nine months ago. Yeah. Not even nine months ago, even six months ago. It's just got, it's gotten vastly better. I feel like most of the weapons that you can still get in there, Forward Path, Steady Hand, uh, the four new weapons, uh, Time Worn Spire is pretty good in some instances. Like, all of those can drop from Banner. Yeah. 
and it only comes around a couple times a season, so like that's the time to go turn in your tokens or to grind, 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 grind. I don't mind a targeted grind like that. I just wish you could pick what you wanted from Saladin. Like I, I wish there was in. a I wish there was like an umbral engram system for Iron Banner. Almost. I do too, but I wish it was. I I, I don't even want that. I wish I could go up to him. And him, he has five weapons. You can get random rolls off of them or a random piece of armor, and you have to turn in 30 tokens for each. Yeah. I think that would be more than fair, because, I mean, how many of us are sitting on hundreds, if not thousands, of tokens? I'm sitting on 4,000 Iron Banner tokens. Mm, the last time I turned in Iron Banner tokens, I think, was the first season of Shadowkeep, and that was simply to get all my mods. Because yeah. we found out mod, like good mods would drop from high-end packages from Saladin. Mm -hmm. So I spent the time turning in, like, 1,500 tokens to him. Right. But other than that, like, I've never felt comp compelled to go turn tokens into him. This would get me to do it. I would like a targeted grind for some of these weapons I really, really like. I mean, Fool's Remedy is a great sidearm. I'd like a different role on Fool's Remedy. But because it's in such a bloated loot pool now, that for that one activity, it's a little bit hard to get it. I don't want it to be rotated out before I can get a better role. Right. Um, that That's something that I mean, that's something we've said for, like, every single vendor. And I think they've taken steps forward. With the gunsmith this season, especially. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but it would be nice to see. Them and those apply roles that to do the... change periodically too. So the weapons change every week, but the roles on them—I don't know if they change daily or not. But there have definitely been different roles when I've gone to go look at that future warhold sidearm for the last three days in a row. It's been a different <laughs> role every single day. Oh, really? It has been. Uh, none of them have been ones that I want particularly. But for example, I've had my eye on that. I had my eye on the. Uh, grenade launcher last week i want them to put that smg if they put the smg in there or they put like eternal blaze on in there i'm gonna dump so many gunsmith materials off yeah oh yeah i mean I but would. it's not like you can get random rolls it's just it's that role right so i don't know the, the umbral system i think is also a lot better this season like i'm already unlocking so many of the tier three lenses yeah just from playing normally i'm not having to be like oh my god i gotta go get 1300 linear fusion kills somewhere because i want the fucking seal and i want my 4000 bright dust like i'm already most of the way there on all the weapon ones the ones that are going to kill me is doing 50 lost sectors and 50 who are on public events <laughs> I don't do that over the course. Um, the the lost sectors. I probably do that over the course of a season because I farm lost sectors. Right. For bounties. But that but that's so easy though. Heroic public events is just. Oof. Man. Good luck with rough. that. That's rough, and that's what's going to stand between me and four thousand. So yeah. I'm going to be. You know, I'm doing it. Climb the hundred k. Corey, do you have any more weapons you you want to bring up real quick? I mean, I don't know if you want to bring up the sidearm or not. It. I played around with it a little bit, but it's just, I don't know. I feel like they haven't really figured out a way to incorporate stasis weapons well yet because the, the one we got, I do beyond, not like this sidearm. I, I do not like the exotic one. I think it's trash. Yeah. I don't really care for it. Either. I'm so happy though at the same time, because, Oh, thank God. First off, it's an underwhelming exotic tied to the season pass. Great. I'd rather the season pass one be super underwhelming <laughs> Two. It's not dominating the Crucible like we all feared it would. Yeah. that The first footage we saw this season with that sidearm, we were like, God damn it. <laughs> and now it's like, oh, no, nah, feel free. You can keep it. You can keep that. Yeah, I think I just put, good. I think I just put it right in my vault after I use it. I'm like, oh, cool, season pass, new weapon, let's try it out. You know, and then you go run around the Cosmodrome sure. and, you know, 
shoot Shaha on the head a couple times and then go really sh- kill some stuff and uh, just didn't. <sighs> oh, Shaha. I hope I hope they know the feedback that Shahan nobody likes Shahan, and like at the end of the final season of this expansion, he comes in and like is murdered by Savathun. <laughs> just like oh, that would be hilarious. Just like she just comes in out of like a portal or whatever, comes in into the Cosmodrome, and he just is like crawling away. Like he's a blood <laughs> sacrifice. Yeah. No, because then we're going to go break the curse of the Dreaming City with the murder battery, and he's going to be sitting there. I know. He is Savathun. What are we What are we talking about? God, dude, if that was really where they were going, I would, I would quit. I think I would quit the franchise. Mm. I'd be like, nope, we had a great, it was a great seven years, boys. I'm, I'm yeah. hanging up my, I'm hanging up my cloak. <laughs> Josh, we need to change Tower Casuals into a, uh, I don't know what's the game that will be out at that time, uh, Homeland. Oh God! (laughs) This is now a Borderlands Three fan cast. Oh God! Uh, I mean, Outriders might have DLC by then. Outriders might have DLC by then, right? Didn't Square say they were going to make DLC for that? It's their next big franchise. Yeah, I wouldn't expect that DLC before next spring. Which really bothered me, by the way. Not to go off on a side tangent, but they were like, "This is our next big franchise," and then they and they have like what three point five million players, right? Yeah, which, which is good, like for a new. It, franchise. it is good, but now I'm really curious to know how many of those were just because it was on Game Pass. Yeah, but then like they're like, "Oh, Tomb Raider sold really bad, and they sold like eight million copies in like the first month or whatever." That does really bother me. That Tomb Raider, the Tomb Raider reboot, had like total sales of like nine million or something. Yeah, before the sequel even came out, and yeah. they were like, "Yeah, we weren't going to make before." One. It was before the next gen definitive editions came out. They had that many. Mm-hmm. Well, and it was bundled with consoles too. Yeah, and it's just I don't understand. Okay, yeah, no, I'm yeah. going to sit here. This sounds like it. a it sounds like a boss rush discussion at some point. Uh... It, it, it does. <laughs> There's a lot of things I want to talk about regarding Square, but. Uh, if that's all, we're going to take a trip to the Lore Corner. Lore Corner with Josh Finney. I don't like that. I didn't, I crack, didn't like that. Crack one open, guys. Josh is lore in your corner. Oh, God. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> um, I, I've got two for us tonight. i got, I got to make sure of which ones I was actually going to do, because I had two specifically I wanted to talk about tonight. Um, they are okay. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do these. We're going to do. Uh, it is one of the lore books. I want to make sure that this lore book is actually accessible because I have to remember like what I've read and you know what's actually in the game right now. Um, hang on. I'm going to use the companion app for the first time in forever. Ooh, and look at what I have unlocked for you're gonna have to log in. <laughs> I have to make sure. Just I want to make sure I'm not spoiling anything for anybody. Ah, there is a lore section. There's a lore section on the companion app, by the way, guys. Yeah, all your grimoire cards from Destiny One are in there. No, they're not. I know. I'm just kidding. I wish they were. It'd be awesome. Okay, it is here. Okay. Whew. Ooh, no, you little, you open. Scared they weren't going to be there. You open the lore, like you hit the lore tab, and it just takes you to Bife's YouTube channel. Oh my god, I would love it! Don't tell <laughs> me. Time. 
so this is from uh, the new lore book. Uh, I believe it's tied to the seasonal quest line uh, beneath the uh, beneath the endless night. Uh, and this is we're going to read chapters of them. They both came out last week, so uh, but I really want to break these down and talk about them. It's called Acceptance. I'm the most qualified for this. Crow's voice reverberated off of the immense window, marking the, uh, making the Vanguard commander's office feel even more cavernous than it was. At night, the edges of Zavala's office were usually dark, but the miasma of Vic, Vex energy that swirled in the city below made it more so. Crow sighed and paced in the gloom like a caged animal. Zavala faced the window and stood, unmoving. A statue carved a Laramar, depicting a test of infinite patience. He glanced at Ikora. Her hands gently clasped as she watched Crow with disquieted contemplation. We know, she said, for what felt like an eternity, but your expertise and relationship with the Elixni aren't the only deciding factors here. Exactly how long am I going to be continually tried in a court of public opinion? Crow asked pointedly. And when in this trial will I be given a clear of what I am on trial for? Zavala regarded the Awoken's reflection in the window. It reminded him of the near-fatal walk through the gardens not all that long ago. His shoulders sagged. Crow, Zavala said as he turned to face him. This is a delicate situation. The consensus has come down hard on us for welcoming the Elixni into the city. I can't have them using you as another bludgeon. So that's all this is, a political maneuver, Crow pushed, to protect yourselves. No hard feelings? Nothing behind the looks you gave me when you don't think I'm watching? Zavala stiffened and Crow sensed the conversational temperature in the room changed. This matter aside, if your past identity became public before we have a plan in place, it could cause considerable harm to you and to the people you care about, Ikora said evenly. People who have come to care about you, she added. For a long time, no one spoke, and when Crow did, his voice was small. Then what? I keep hiding from the shadow of the man I was before? Forever? Not forever, Ikora said firmly. But for now. Crow shifted his focus to Ikora and saw a hurt in her eyes. He'd seen it in Amanda's too when she spoke of the dead. Without another word, he nodded and left. Ikora closed her eyes and the breath she'd been holding slowly left her. He's going to Osiris, she warned. And if Osiris is half the leader he's shown himself to be, he'll tell him the same thing, Zavala said, with great fatigue finally sinking into his chair. In the momentary silence that settled between them, Ikora felt an unspoken reciprocation of their generation's old friendship. I don't know how long we can protect him, she confessed. Neither do I. So this kind of answers the question we've had about where is where is Crow in all of this? You know, what was the mission he was sent on? I mean, we kind of suspect that it was probably trying to find Mithrax at this point. Um, we're not really sure. It may have been scouting the Elixir quarter out, frankly. Yeah. Uh, I suspect we'll know more as the season goes along, but I think that this is really poignant. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, I don't know. This, these are the kind of conversations I wish we could get in game because I think this is so important to understanding Crow's character. Yeah. Um, he said so much good, character growth in the lore like i mean we've seen we've been lucky enough to see so much of it on screen right and those little cutscenes, and you know the hand-drawn cutscene that we got things like that but i can't help but feel that conversations like this and like seeing osiris loses light like these are things that need to happen in- yeah 
I'm going to continue thinking that because, I mean, this is a conversation like, you know, we don't always have to be there for these conversations. We weren't there when, uh, I don't believe we were there when Eris was summoned to Zavala's office and they found, uh, they showed Sabathun's, you know, insignia for the first time. Yeah. I don't believe we were there for that, but we still saw that cutscene. Yeah. No, we weren't in that cutscene at all. I remember it. Yeah. Like, it, like yeah, it was... Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I wish we could see more. I wish they had, like, a... Even if they, I don't know, added it later, you know, like, in a story... Like, I don't know. I feel like there should be... I mean, we've talked about this oh, a hundred times on the show, so I'm not going to go too deep into it. But if, even if, like, you missed seasons or whatever, you took a break or whatever, and there was just a story tab or a theater mode where you could catch up on some of the, the story stuff, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um... Let's go ahead. Let's let's go ahead and move on to the next one because right. the next one really ties in with this as well. Uh, it's called Fractures. Zavala stared at the terminal window until the words blurred together. He lowered his head and rubbed his eyes, trying to collect his thoughts. There were reports from hunters in the field, increased vex activity across the system, coordinated attacks on vanguard operations, anomalous disturbances within the city, all on top of elixni and human confrontations within the walls. Buzzing hum bloomed the life over Zavala's shoulder, followed by the gentle weight of a ghost that came to settle there. Is this the best use of your time? Tarj wondered aloud, which elicited a look from the corner of Zavala's eye. Tarj rarely spoke, but when he did, there was always purpose. I don't recall asking for your opinion, Zavala said as he tried to refocus. I don't recall giving one. Zavala turned this time to give Tarj another look. You two can't keep doing the work of three people, Tarj insisted. Talk to Anna again. Zavala leaned back in his chair. Tarj, there's no way I'm going to convince. An alert chimed in at the command console to his right. Incoming call from Empress Keitel, Tarj said wearily. Let it go to Depot. Zavala stubbornly rose from his chair. No, he said, receiving the call. Keitel's Imperial Seal appeared on the screen with a notice. Audio only. Side note, I think that's hilarious. <laughs> what, they just noted that it was audio only? Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's great, because, I mean, that that's like all of us in Discord and Skype calls these days. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Empress Keitel, to what do I owe the pleasures of all I asked, tiredly stri- scratching a hand over his stubble? Tarj watched for a moment before he dematerialized. Commander, Keitel greeted, her voice swelling to fill the room as if she were standing there. The fleet's long-range sensors detected a growing anomaly located within the vicinity of the city. Why the sudden concern? Keitel snorted. I bear no concern, Commander. But if the Vanguard were suddenly annihilated, it would behoove me to at least be aware. Of course, Zavala said softly. Well, we're still here. For now. The leading edge in her tone hooked him. Why are you really calling? There was no response from the other side for a few moments. When Keitel next spoke, her tone was as measured as before, but lacked any performative airs. Lakshmi 2's last, latest broadcast to the city reached our fleet, she said. You are truly a proud hawk standing in a nest of vipers, aren't you? Lakshmi is a politician. Words are the most dangerous of weapons, Commander. Keitel reminded him. It begins as whispering convictions, then full-voiced dissent. And the next thing you know, you wake up with a knife driven in your chest. Spoken from experience, Zavala jabbed back. Spoken from experience, Keitel doubled down unashamed. 
Lakshmi is undermining the Vanguard's authority by diminishing your role in the eyes of the people. Spoken loudly enough and often enough, her words may begin to make sense even to those who were not of the same mind. Zavala sighed, and Kaido felt its way all across the system. I trust you to honor the terms of our armistice. I do not trust whoever your successor might be, Kaido warned. Zavala weighed anger and intrigue against one another, finding the scales a useless tool in arbitrating his response to the situation. He stepped back to the console and did as Cade might say, just wing it. This is not the first threat to my authority I've weathered, Zavala said, his voice rising. So don't delude yourself into thinking otherwise, and don't you dare come at me for whatever remorse you might be feeling about deposing your father. Zavala heard the low rumble of an appreciative vocalization over the speakers. I do not feel remorse because Callus was my father, Keitel explained, her tone softening. I feel remorse because of what Gaul did to my people. We opened the door for the hive, handed Zivu a wrath a knife, and were surprised when we felt the kiss of steel on our spine. I hate to see a warrior I admire and respect do the same with a less worthy adversary, but perhaps you are not in need of such unsolicited counsel. Zavala looked up, out to the lightless city beyond, and closed his eyes. And what counsel was that? What Kaido said next was not in the voice of an empress, but of a friend. Umarth was my most trusted counselor. The darkness has many hands. Will you recognize its caress before it finds your throat? This is this is intriguing. Um, to me, this this kind of humanizes Kaido a bit, right? This is I did not expect us to get anything about Kaido in the lore for a little while, probably yeah. until I mean next season. Yeah, because you know, it really we've we've noted before. It really feel, and I think this lore piece kind of confirms that it feels like the Avengers are assembling. Mm-hmm. I would not be shocked to see Cabal in the city going forward. Right. I think that's going to even it's a hard enough sell for or, Alex need to be there. I mean, even to our helm theory, right? Where like Kaido yeah. might even be a vendor in there at some point, or like I, not a vendor, yeah. but like a NPC that you can go up and talk to or get missions from or whatever. You know what I mean? I, that'll be when the helm like finally takes off. Yeah, I mean, that, that thing's a fucking spaceship. Let's be honest. It's got its own node on the director now. Like it's not going away anytime soon. Yeah, no, it's not. Um, I, I think that makes the most sense. But this is interesting because it her and Zavala are talking very cordially here. There's there's no threats. There's no I'm gonna fucking kill you the next time I see you attitude. I want to know if she ever found the traitor that tried to kill him. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we talked last week, and uh, you know, Saladin is suspected by people in the city, and he's taken aback. He can't believe that they think that. Yeah, um, that was from and last that, week's... it's funny because that's a fan theory that was going around for a couple weeks. Yeah, and they like took it, and were like, "Oh, they have to have known we were going to think that." Yeah, and have a board piece ready to go. Yeah, but. I, I want to see how this story unfolds because I think that very quietly some of the best storytelling they've done has been in these seasons mm-hmm. in the lore books that you get. Like even <clears throat> as weak as we say season of the hunt was, the lore was outstanding. Yeah, you know, and reading about the siege of Torabotal uh, by Zivu Wrath and things like that, like they the seasons have flowed together. I think so much better this year than they did last year 
I'm already curious to see, I, I, like I said, you know, that epilogue that's listed on there after Solstice of Heroes for the end of the season. Like, I'm very curious to know what happens there. Yeah. I gotta know what happens there. Like, we're dealing with a robotic s- space fascist right now, basically. Right. Like, and, and it's funny because I think we always thought that was going to be New Monarchy and not Future War Cult. Right. So th- this is just fascinating to me. I am very curious to see how... You know, how new, new Monarchy and Dead Orbit, like, if they come into this story, uh, and I hope they do, like, we keep hearing more and more talk of the consensus, but we've never seen them actually meet in person. Yeah. And I'd like to see that going forward at some point rather than just, like, oh, it's Zavala doing all the exposition. Finally, Ikora is doing stuff this season, and she's going to take on a major role in the Witch Queen, they've said. Yeah. The only other character, the other characters I really like for them to do something with... And we, we noted this last week. Shax is the big one. Mm-hmm. And I think this is part of the process of they are slowly recasting all of the big name actors that just don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Or who see it as just collecting a paycheck or like they're never available. Like you're not every one of them is going to be like Lance Reddick who's going to go record in his closet because he does so much VO work already. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, I guess bring it up now they the big one of the big news points this week was that they recast ikora this week which is that's also a weird thing because bungie hasn't officially confirmed it bungie has yet to publicly comment on it like that that we saw that uh from leanna rupert over yeah. at game Informer. and i mean the voice actress who's doing ikora now like announced it on our twitter page and everything and it's led some people to kind of speculate maybe this is just a thing like until they can get people back in studio yeah or back to bungee like like a or is this something that they're kind of like weighing right now because it very clearly feels like gina torres did some of it yeah there are times when you can say it is her voice namely in the cutscene and when she's talking to you in the tower it still sounds like gina torres yeah but when it's in the override missions when you're being talked to in the helm that is very clearly not gina yeah and that's not a problem it's just let us know if it's going to be recast like maybe they're in a wait and see period and they're telling gina like hey we've got big plans for your character you have to do a lot of vo work like more than you've done since vanilla destiny 2 right and you, know, you didn't have to do much in Destiny 1 at all. Yeah. Like, you haven't basically haven't had to do anything since the Red War campaign, since the original release. Like, we kind of need you, though. Yeah. There's a lot to take in here. Like, this will be the most you've done, I guess, since Forsaken, technically. Yeah. You've almost been non-existent since. You had a couple lines in Shadowkeep, but that was, like, three hours' work, maybe? Yeah. There's just not a lot that us going... It's not like Lance, who's recording, you know, paragraphs every season. Yeah. Every time we get a cutscene or we get a trailer, like he's part of it, and that's that's good because we've been saying for so long, use these actors that you have, like especially people who are passionate about the franchise. Yeah. But it's it's similar to the the Ada one or not Ada one uh, Anna Bray recasting. It's someone who actually plays the games and is interested in the franchise, and not just a bigger name actress that Bungie was probably told they had to hire. Yeah. Or, you know, they hired and, you know, didn't really have plans fleshed out, you know, like two, three years in advance. And right. we're like, yeah, this is what you're going to be doing for all of these releases. We know they've changed their seasonal model on the fly a couple of times now. Yeah. Uh, so I would expect that they'll keep that recasting news kind of close to their chest for most of the summer. Yeah. 
Maybe they'll confirm it in a Schwab now that we've all figured it out. But I suspect that was probably meant to be made in, as an announcement when they talk about Witch Queen for the first time. Yeah. And now that's probably not happening until the end of August. That's probably happening during Gamescom week, honestly. Yeah. At this point. Uh, I can't see it happening in the normal second week of June slot that it's usually in. Mm, it's just mm-mm. why would they do it halfway through the not even halfway through the third season? Right. That that's probably when they're going to start talking about their plans for the extended season, though, right? Probably at some point. They, I mean, they, I mean, ha- they think, have. To... I think they're, that's going to be kept close to the chest too, just like Arrivals. I think you really don't because think the moments of triumph is not happening this. I'm summer. not. I'm not talking about like what the season is about or anything. I'm talking about like what their plans are to make the season not feel like it's going to be six months long. So there's, there's two rumors that I've heard. One is that it's going to be, it's going to be like arrivals, but they plan on doing some things like tying moments of triumph and hyping it up like it did last year, which did help quite a bit, frankly. Yeah. But what would help more is if that, if moments of triumph came out a little bit later and not right at the launch of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I mean, then, Sure, it came out partway through Arrivals, but we had it all. We were all done by the beginning of September because that's when we would be ending for. I mean, that's when we were prepping days. for Beyond Light. Yeah, that would be when we're trying to take like a month off and like cram in as many other things as we possibly can before coming back to grind an expansion. Yeah. Now it's a matter of well, when do they release? And I think Bungie themselves is trying to figure out when do we release this game because. Some of the stuff we've heard this week is that, oh, Starfield may be coming out in Q1 now and mm-hmm. you know, Q1 or Q2. And like you definitely don't want to go up against that. That's going to be an overlapping player base. But if you do it too close to Christmas, you know, if you do it too early in January, people are still going to be playing Halo and Call of Duty. Like, yeah, where they're is in the a tough spot. Right. Especially because, like, I mean, they pretty much confirmed that Starfield's not coming out this year, right? I mean, like, not confirmed, confirmed, but, it like... Is all, it's all but confirmed at this yeah. point, that it's not coming out. Like, we're... I'll put it this way. Jason Jason Schreier said today, it's not coming out in 2021. That's about as concrete, I think, as you can get Yeah. for something is or is not coming, is if he, if he yeah. has to wait in and say something. If, if Jason Schreier or Jeff Grubb says something, you should probably pay attention to that. Yeah, like, I, and I mean, like, that that's like, it's like the equivalent of the Hollywood Reporter reporting something for film, right? Like, yeah. that's about that, them or deadline. Like, that's about as close to confirmation as you can get mm. is, oh, he's reporting it. Like, he he's not in the business of breaking arbitrary news like release dates anymore. You know, he doesn't write for Kotaku. Right. Like, he's in business. Like, he will know. And, like, this is a guy, like, he's even blacklist, like he was talking about today on Twitter. And... I would imagine that they understand this year they're in a rock and a hard place because you've got Halo on one side, you've got Starfield on the other. They're both Xbox exclusives and you have your marketing deal with Xbox and with Game Pass. Yeah. So I, there still has been no word on coming to Game Pass, which people are growing angrier and angrier about at this point. Yeah, because they already announced like that it was. They said it was, didn't they say spring? They announced last summer that it was coming sometime this year. Yeah. Uh, it's been 10 months since that announcement, and we still don't have it on PC, so that doesn't look great. I suspect it's more of a bungee thing and that they're likely waiting for crossplay to be enabled. Yeah. Um, because when you go to Game Pass, you have to be able to put it on the you have to put it on the Microsoft Store. Right. And right now, I don't know if Destiny is sold on there. Like, everybody plays on Steam. Right. 
right? Uh, maybe this leads to the long-rumored Steam Game Pass integration. Like, who knows? Mm-hmm. But so, something's got to change on the back ends of those. Like, there's, there's just so much to take in. And, like, what are the steps you start taking on the way to Witch Queen and with that season? To that end, the other rumor that I've heard, that I've heard is that there may be another season squeezed in. Yeah, I've heard that too. Um, this fall, and I wouldn't have paid it much attention. I, I don't like trafficking in rumors about this game. I don't like reading. I, I like reading fan theories. I don't like reading leaks and rumors and stuff. But this got enough traction, and was giant chunks of it were confirmed by somebody who has been in the past has reliably known what he's talking about he yeah. basically leaked all of beyond not the beyond light story beats but like the abilities how stasis was going to work etc cetera, etc cetera, months before it came out like specific guns that were going to be in it guns that were found in Deepstone crypt mods etc mm-hmm. like the dude knows what he's talking he's clearly got a semi high level placed source at bungie mm-hmm and he started confirming some of this text dump that we saw. We only saw part of part of a notepad document. And a lot of it is stuff that's already happened in previous seasons this year. But some of it still has yet to come. And when you read it there, I mean, there are some spoilers for the Witch Queen in there. And thankfully, I didn't see those because I didn't read it closely enough. But there's one thing that catches your eye. And it says, uh, they're plan- uh, Bungie's planning another season that won't be a part of season pass. It'll be an add-on with a special season pass, but it's going to be focused on legacy D1 content, including a du- including a new dungeon, lots of old strikes, uh, returning exotics, and armor, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I've long thought that we're going to get D1 content, so selfishly, I kind of want this to be true, because I would love for the strikes from D1 to come over. Mm-hmm. And now with a legacy note on the, tr- on the uh, destination screen, I mean, what are you going to do? Just keep Vault in there? Like, Vault and Prophecy are going to be the only things in there. Yeah, is that really all you're going to use that for for like a year plus until we get King's Fall a year from now or something? Right. Have that they probably figured. Oh, hey, now that we know how to do this, we can bring it over quicker. Like let's let's throw them a bone. Let's throw let's throw them Crota or let's throw them King's Fall this fall to get them excited. Mm -hmm. Um, because then I mean you're you're coming up on a full year without an original raid. Right. I mean, I feel like Crota would be the next logical step, right? In terms of the raids, it all depends on where Witch Queen is set. In my opinion, or, if Witch Queen is set on the moon, sure. If it's set near the Dreadnought, though, I, I honestly, King's Fall is it for me because then you have the Taken raid. You have King's Fall. I've, you and I have both said it. We both think that the Sabathun raid is likely called Queen's Fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, it just it makes sense right yeah. there. Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. There, there's so much, though. Like, we're going to keep an eye on this. There, There's one thing in that pad, which I feel like whoever leaked this put this in there just to see if anybody would bite. Mm-hmm. But, and I do think Bungie is going to do something for this. They've said um, this is the 30th anniversary of Bungie this year. Uh, we know there are a couple emblems in the database and the API that are going to go out this summer, probably for Bungie Day, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of honor their history throughout the years. Mm-hmm. In this leak, the leaker claims, and not the not the person who's verified a lot of the leak, by the way, the person who leaked it initially, who we don't know who it is. This showed up in a Discord channel, and so far, the vast majority of it's been right. Yeah. Um. They said that the they are looking to do a in that season pass for that uh, added on season that the exotic would be 
well, some of the cosmetics would be Spartan armor from Halo. Oh my gosh. And that the exotic would be the Halo 1 Magnum. Oh my gosh. That is where I think this leak goes completely off the rails. Yeah. I think, and I realize, you know, we usually wrap up the lore corner. I, I kind of wanted to get into this, though, and I didn't want to do it at the top of the show. That is batshit. If that happens, first off, Microsoft has to sign off on that. And I don't think in any reality they'll do that. Why not? It's Mike. It's Microsoft. What if it's I, part of their marketing deal? If it's part of their marketing deal, that's brilliant. That's brilliant if they do that. But then, especially again, to lead up to Halo Infinite, like it's like a cross promotion thing. When that season would be coming out, would be judging by how the seasons end, would be right when Halo Infinite. You is don't. Launching. You don't think they would do it at the end of this season, squeeze it in, no. and then start the no. the last season later because it very specifically makes it clear that it's a separate season meant to help tide people over yeah in the supposed leak that it is meant to tide people over uh, um until the witch queen which makes me think if they do do this witch queen probably isn't coming until february or march Mm -hmm. it will not be i think january is pretty much all but ruled out at this point yeah february for me valentine's seems about the most likely launch window Mm-hmm. About middle of February, mm-hmm. but I could see it even beginning being beginning of March because Bungie likes to be really weird with some of their marketing shit. Oh, March! It's green. Here we go. All the aesthetic for this is green. We already showed you this a year and a half ago. Right. Uh, who and, and you know who who knows what they're going to do? But if they do something like this, uh, I that... would love to have a legacy content pack personally. Yeah. You know, the strikes, the old raids, mm-hmm. maybe patrols. Like I, I have said it, and you have said it so many times. Let us download once the story reasons for those planets are gone is over. Mm-hmm. Once that's over with, and like Mars and all that shit is back. Let me re-download those campaigns if I want to. Mm-hmm. Make that optional. Mm-hmm. Put the planets and the patrol zones back in, but make the old raids optional to put in. Make the story modes optional to put in. Let me customize what content I want. If I want this to take up 300 gigs, let it take up 300 gigs. Yeah. Spoiler alert, I want it to take up 300 gigs. I want all the content from 1 and 2 that I've paid for over the years. I want Prison of Elders back as a dungeon. I want Crota. I want to do Wrath of the Machine, which is the only raid I've never cleared in this entire franchise. I feel like... No, I feel like that would be one that you could bring back with, with no story implications, especially since like right now we're doing Season of the Splicer... Uh, we mm-hmm. don't really know what next season is, but I feel like that that raid doesn't really have any important impact on story stuff, right? Like it was just remember Rise of Iron was just kind of like a side thing that they did because right. they delayed Destiny Two. Uh, I feel like that would be a nice one, just kind of like shove in as a bonus thing, right? And then like during the Witch Queen, you could have your two hive raids that go with with the the Queen's Fall or whatever. Mm-hmm. I I think that a legacy content pack at some point is all but guaranteed. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the look at the reception to Devil's Lair and well, the redo of Omnigal and Fallen Saber. Mm. Two of those were not touched at all. Like they they just got champions and some additional enemies added uh, in. I don't know. One of them was changed Saber. completely, and it's ta- and it's terrible. Fallen Saber is not fun still. Yeah, spoiler alert, after six years, it's still not fun. <laughs> like, if you were to do that, because they said, if we bring content, like, their exact quote last summer was, when we bring stuff out of the vault, we want it to be different. We want it to feel different. Nothing feels different about Devil's Lair or Fallen Saber other than adding arbitrary shields. Mm-hmm. So you can't 
nuke the boss right away, which, okay, fine, whatever. If you're going to do, there's worse things you could be doing. If you're going to do that, though, just give me everything back the way that it was, frankly. Give me the raids back the way they were. Like, Vault, for me, is the test. If Vault is largely intact, but you're just adding, you know, you're adding those collectibles, you're adding some extra chests, you're adding champions and stupid fucking wyverns, wyverns, however you pronounce that, into this game. If you're adding that stuff, cool, fine. I'm down with that, because that's still keeping the spirit of Vault alive. Mm -hmm. If Vexmith the class is back, most of the weapons are back. There's three weapons missing. We think they may get added in challenge mode. Yeah. Um, or, you know, hey, maybe they maybe they rotate some of the weapons out next year in the raid. Who knows? Like That'd be interesting. Yeah. I, keep the raid fresh. Yeah. I don't know. Like, there's so many things you can do. I mean, like they people... do with the Nightfalls, right? Like, they, mm -hmm. they rotate yeah, the weapons exactly out of the Nightfalls. That's exactly where I got it from. Yeah. yeah. So... I think that there would be enough demand for this, and I don't think they'd have to worry about that pack selling. I think enough people would buy it because we just desperately want more strikes in this game. That's the grindable PvE content right there. We want more strikes. We want dungeons. We want raids. Like You could take a couple of those strikes and probably inflate them a little bit and make them dungeons. Yeah. Like Not that I want you to do that with everything. No, but, but there's definitely a few. Like When they were kind of experimenting with what you know maybe new strikes could be, uh, mm -hmm. they're definitely a lot longer and some of the, you know, encounters are a little bit more challenging than other oh, strikes. You could definitely turn those into like hard mode dungeons if you tweak yeah. some of the encounters for sure. So, anyways, I, I just want to get, I want to get that out there. It, no, it's cool. It's circulated more and more. It's been on Raid Secrets a lot. I mean, it's gone to the front page Destiny the Game. It's been on Twitter a lot. So. I mean, ever since, you know, going through the campaign of Mars on in Destiny 1 and you turn around and that building looked like the the Mark 5 helmet, right? Mhm. Mm like everybody's always been talking about Halo stuff. Will Halo stuff ever be like be in Destiny and oh, man, they're teasing me with some ornaments or something that you can buy. Oh, god, stop start buying silver, I guess. Yeah, uh, I would gladly pay $10 for that. But the only caveat would be if I buy that special season and I get that content, you better not ever take it out of the game again. Yeah. I'm already pretty pissed that content I paid for is gone. Mm -hmm. um, and you can't use the justification of, oh, when we took it out, it was in the free-to-play version. Like, nah, that's not how this works. I paid for that content. Mm -hmm. uh, I want it back in. Mm -hmm. So, But uh, in order to avoid continuing going on a rant, Corey, get us out of here. All get right. All we, right. we, we, we gotta go. I'm, I'm gonna be here all night otherwise. I know. Josh, thank you for joining me tonight. Like I said, oh, Thursday yes. nights are some of my favorite nights of the week. It is my favorite night of the week. It is my favorite night of the week. Talking about one of my favorite games of all time. Some lore. Hanging out with friends. You know? It's a good mm -hmm. time. Uh, I'll be out next week. Uh, we're recording... Uh, a special episode of our Nintendo podcast, Nintendo Power Block. Uh, so we're hitting 250 episodes of that show. So uh, Josh will be joined by other vault dwellers to talk about their experience with vault. And I can't wait to hear it and run it. So mm -hmm. uh, you can find the show on iTunes, Google play, other podcast apps, Spotify, like subscribe, share, rate and review wherever you consume them. That's the consume us. Josh, where can we find you? As always, Twitch and Twitter, at Josh underscore Finn with two N's. I am planning on streaming the Raid Race on Saturday. Probably going live about a half hour, 45 minutes beforehand. 
I have that Destiny 2 extension enabled so that uh, you can keep up with my loadout. You can see exactly what I'm running. That way I'm not answering 15 million questions. Uh, because I probably won't be taking, paying too much attention to chat. It is uh, contest mode, and I'll be uh, handling call-outs for our team for the most part. Uh, since I'm on Xbox, there's really no way for me to mute my voice to the party and still be able to talk to chat and jump back and forth. It's not like going through Discord and OBS. So, uh, And then starting next week, you can find me for the next nine weeks with uh, our friend Logan doing... How I Met Your Mother. Mm, I love that show. Very, very excited to see how this goes mm. because I have some, uh, I have some steamy opinions, some spicy opinions. One could say. Mm. I love that show, Josh. Love that show. You can find me at I am Corey in HD on Twitter. You can find me hosting the Boss Rush podcast, and you can find me doing various other things on the internet. Uh, I'm gonna try to start streaming again uh, soon. Uh, finally, I got a, I got a, I got a new, uh, uh, monitor mount, Josh got a, mm-hmm. new, got a new ring light. So I got a, I want to reset up everything. Cause it's, uh, if you look under my desk, I'm, my feet are sitting on a bunch of wires and it is not, not great. So <laughs> anyways, thank you guys so much for watching and or listening until next week. We love you. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Hmm. Haven't seen that Atheon in a while. <laughs>